Hi, this is Mo, and welcome to Grid Gab. This is my first episode ever, and I just want to talk about all the things that have happened in the past, well, I want to say three weeks, and it's just been absolutely crazy, from Andretti to Lewis to literally everything in between. So why don't we go ahead and get started? I'm going to first talk about the Andretti drama. So if you don't know, and you're new to Formula One, and you're just listening to this podcast. Mario Andretti wanted to bring, no, yeah, Mario Andretti and his son Michael wanted to bring the Andretti team onto the form onto the Formula One grid, and they wanted to be the eleventh team. The problem with that is, is that nobody else wanted that except for Alpine because they said they were going to supply the edge engine. Alpine is one of the teams. They're like, hey, we'll supply your engine, but everybody else said they don't see the point of bringing on. Andretti the fans wanted it FIA wanted it Formula One media slash Liberty Media did not want it and none of the teams wanted it either so Andretti was just like you know what we're still just gonna go ahead as if we are gonna be on the grid and I just love that for them I love that manifest manifesting attitude they were just like you know what let's be a little bit delusional let's just go ahead and just you know do everything else so they designed a car they got the chassis from Delara like they have an F1 car they have a, um, a partnership with Cadillac slash GM Motorsports. Um, and GM is one of the biggest car manufacturers in the world. I think it's like the fourth or the fifth biggest behind maybe like the Volkswagen. Maybe it's in the second biggest behind like the Volkswagen group. I don't know. I'm too lazy to check. But they're a pretty big deal. So when that happened, the FIA, which is not Formula One Media, the FIA, which is run by Ben... Salayam said, haven't been Salayam said, yeah, go ahead. We want, we, we approve their decision because we believe that they're really serious about the entry. And everybody's like, whoo, I think that tricked people into thinking that Formula One was then going to say yes, or that people thought it meant, they, yeah, they're coming on the grid, just not now, maybe in 2026. Formula One is so petty. And this is what, I don't know if anybody else noticed this, maybe it's just me. Formula One is an American, Formula One media specifically is an American company. And because it's an American company, I know how Americans act. And this and this is my conspiracy theory, and I don't care if nobody else believes this. I believe it in my heart to be true. I believe that Formula One media, Formula One media, <laughs> on the 31st of January said, no, we reject Andretti. And I knew they knew that they were going to get a lot of backlash about that. Because you rejected 11th team. More people want another team on there to bring fresh blood in there. Because we have teams like Haas. We have teams like AlphaTauri. We have teams like Sauber. They just sit in the back. They don't do anything. We have so many back markers that don't do anything. And here comes Andretti saying, hey, I'm not coming right now. But when I come, I'm going to pop my pussy. Okay? I'm going to do big things. Just know this. And I think that shook people because they're just like, oh, Andretti's a big deal. They have, like, motorsport heritage, motorsport history. They know what they're doing in, like, IndyCar. They know what they're doing in Formula E. They just won Formula E's championship last year, right? So they're not coming in knowing nothing. They're not coming in like Haas. I was just like, hey, we're just here to promote our CNC machines. And I'll get back to Haas in a minute. And, you know, just be the midlife crisis for Gene Haas. No, no, no. We're going to actually do some big things and I think that got people shook and they were just like you know what actually we don't want you here Formula One media denied Andretti's application and the way they denied it was just so shady they said we're gonna bring more value to you than you are to us (laughs) record scratch right there 
excuse you, what's that sound? Incorrect loud buzzer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wrong. No, absolutely not. Are you guys on drugs? I think Stefano Domenicali is on the powder. I believe that wholeheartedly. He is. Allegedly. But that's not belief. And I'm sticking to it. Slander or or whatever. I don't care. I, I He has to be. Because for you to fix your mouth to say that Andretti, one of the longest running motorsports like organizations ever in the history of life would not bring some kind of caliber and class to this organization. I look at Andretti as the American Ferrari. That's the best way to put it. It's like, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. And for them to say them say that for them, like they're going to bring on GM, they're going to bring on a Cadillac. They're going to bring, bring a lot of money, a lot of American eyeballs to the sport. Like, and that's what Formula One is doing. The whole point that the whole reason they, we have three American GPs and they try, are trying to make more is because they want more American eyeballs. Because we're one of the biggest markets in the world, if not the biggest markets in the world. Yeah, it was just, it was ass backwards and asinine. And I believe that they came out with that report on January 31st because the next day is February 1st. And what's the news that came out on February 1st? Lewis Hamilton. And then it was leaked, by the way. Lewis Hamilton is joining Ferrari. What is Lewis Hamilton? Black. What is February 1st in America? The first month of Black History Month. And I think they did that intentionally in case we still had beef and issues. And we're just like, oh, like if it was even a bigger deal, like, oh, <laughs> this is my theory. This is my conspiracy. Please stick with me. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yes, I am bringing in the race element. I don't care. They believe that. <laughs> Wait. Okay. They believe that Lewis Hamilton's ethnic, ethnic like race, him being black, would and they'd just be like, why would you say that? This is their. This is I'm pretending to be for media. Why would you say that? Lewis Hamilton is black. You guys are just being racist on Black History Month. And I genuinely believe that that's what they would have done because I know Formula One Media is an American company and American companies do the most egregious shit. Like, they're masters at spinning things around. So I just, like, I genuinely believe in my heart of hearts that's why they came out with the news. And that's why they waited so long because you really think about it. FIA came out with their decision months ago saying, yes, we want Andretti on the, on the, on the, on the grid. Formula Formula One Media said until January 31st, right before Black History Month. It's because the time was just weird. No, right? They said no. But right before Black History Month, y'all could have said no right then and there when FIA said no. And you're like, no, we, we scheduled a meeting with them December 15th or something. Obviously, that got lost somehow. And you didn't follow up again. So I'm just like, I don't know. There's something fishy, something stinky in the water. And also my other conspiracy theory, which is probably a little bit more legitimate, reasonable, but I still believe in my first conspiracy theory, is that since the, the title sponsor of Formula One is Aramco, Aramco is a Saudi Arabian oil league, and Saudi Arabia, if you haven't looked in the news, has been trying to step away from doing oil, I believe, because they're running out of oil. And like most countries like Nigeria, all the countries that were in OPEC are running out of oil. This is a history lesson. If you don't know OPEC is Google that. Um, but essentially these are these countries that have like big oil reserves and they like are the oil mafia is the best way to say it. I believe they're running out of oil because it's a non-renewable resource and because um, Saudi Arabia is spending their money like heavy, heavy, heavy into sports because that's how they're trying to push their soft power. Another concept, soft power is similar to, is, is a way to put out cultural influence right 
I'm not, this, is, this is a lot of history in one time and a lot of like big concepts. Soft power is a way that you put out influence into the world that isn't aggressive as like say war or just like taking people's land similar to what other countries are doing right now. Um, anyway, um, so like look at K-pop and South Korea. South Korea is pushing, pushing, pushing K-pop, pushing um, K-dramas, pushing, pushing their media on like K, like all that media on Western audiences to bring more influence and make South Korea look like a bigger deal than it is, right? That's what Ethiopia has done with their Ethiopian food and similar to what Thai, Thailand has done with their Thai food and with bringing on people to come like, hey, come to Bali, do retreats, find yourself, eat, pray, love, blah, 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 right? Saudi Arabia was just like, hey, you know, us blowing up other countries and, um, you know, doing a lot of that crazy stuff isn't going to work. By the way, I'm Muslim, so don't say I'm being Islamophobic. I know what Saudi Arabia has done and my country that I've, I'm originally from has dealt with a lot of the setback effects of Saudi Arabia, right? All this is very important. Stick with me, please. Saudi Arabia was just like, hey, we want to go into all these sports. They, they, they built a soccer league. They, did, they made their own soccer league. They created Live Golf, which is like the golfing league. And then they said, hey, we want to buy Formula One media. Formula One says, er, skirt, 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 skirt. Pump the brakes right there. How about this instead? You become a title sponsor. And they also became a, a sponsor for, um, right now, I think it's Aston Martin, which is, I feel like a conflict of interest. And I'll tell you why. How, how are we able to get Aston Martin on the grid so easily? Yeah, they took over another team, sure. But... There was no pushback on Aston Martin coming in. There was no arguments about literally Lawrence Joel, tax evader, allegedly. Excuse me. Tax evader, allegedly. Coming in and bringing his son on and getting Fernando Alonso and Sebastian Vettel. Fernando Alonso and Sebastian Vettel. Two bad bitches. Two bad bitches and your funky son. And you made a new team. And you get all these, like, passes. And we didn't hear anything about them during the cost cap drama. Why? Because they had the same title sponsor as uh, as Formula One Media, right? Now this now we're coming back full circle, right? In twenty twenty eight, Aramco will no longer be sponsoring Formula One Media. Why? Saudi Arabia's running out of money. That's my belief. That's what I believe, right? Saudi Saudi Arabia's running out of money. They're going to need a t- new title sponsor. I believe that they said, "Hey, GM, you're one of the biggest car manufacturers in the world." Would you like to be one of our title sponsors as well as sponsoring Andretti? GM probably thought, and this is just my theory, kiss my ass. That's not going to happen. That's way too much money. Saudi Arabia has money to throw around like that. GM has money, but it doesn't have money to throw around like that. And I mean, they have money, long money, but not money to sponsor a worldwide global event. That's just not smart business. So I'm thinking that's what one of the stipulations was and once they found out they couldn't that they, they weren't gonna meet those demands because they also pushed back the date they said hey come on um instead of 2026 do you want to come in on 2028 what's happening in 2028 aramco's leaving gm could be the title sponsor for formula one league and this is just me looking at it with my uh, business brain with the eyes of a conspiracy theorist and somebody who does not believe things at face values uh, face value and likes to look at all the options right I just believe it's like it's really weird in their disc. They said, no, we bring more value to you than you bring to us. Okay, you know what value you would bring to us? Giving us GM as our title sponsor. You keep Cadillac as a title thingy and you give us GM. I think that's what they wanted. And I think Andretti and GM were like, no, we're not going to do that. And GM was going to build an engine for them. 
they're going to have the Alpine engine, the power engine, and then after 2020, when 2028 hits, GM was like, hey, we'll do the power power unit or whatever. The Lord, have mercy, Jesus Christ, almighty. The power, <laughs> the power unit? Yes, the power unit with GM. So did, does any of what I just said make sense, right? You're sticking with me? Let's start over again. Aramco is leaving in 2028. Andretti was denied entry. But they said, hey, try again in 2028. In 2028, GM said they're going to build a power unit for the car, uh, for, the, for, their, uh, for their Formula One car. If Formula One media needs a title sponsor, they said, hey, instead of you being the person who does their stuff, do our stuff. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. Be our title sponsor. We need the money. Because I don't know who they're going to find to be the title sponsor for, for that. Especially in the way the, the way the economy is set up right now. Who are you going to find, my brother in Christ? Who? Nobody. And the way you're running your mouth, you'll be lucky if GM or Andretti wants anything to do with you. I think the most heartbreaking thing about this whole Andretti Cadillac, the whole Andretti F Formula 1 entry thing, and the saddest part about it is not only do the fans want it, Mario Andretti might not make it to, might not, might not make it to 2028. At this point in time, Mario Andretti is, hold on, I'm looking at Wikipedia. Mario Andretti at this point in time is 83 years old. There is no, my, ugh, 83? You think he's going to make it to 2028? It's just a slap in the face to somebody's legacy. And it's like heartbreaking that he's not going to be able to see this. And that's what's the most heartbreaking thing about this. Just not only did you say no, you said no in a most disrespectful way to somebody who this sport would not be what it is in America. Racing and motorsports in general would not be what it is without him. And yeah, that's just the most heartbreaking thing about it. But you know what? Another conspiracy theory I have. Dun, dun, dun. This is. (laughs) I really did. Okay. I believe this. I believe this also. Have you ever heard of the Andretti curse? Okay. So let me tell you about the Andretti curse. And I think this, them being denied, is a part of the Andretti curse. Either that or Seven Dominicali is the biggest hater in the universe. Both things can be true. Two things can be true. They could both exist. But let me tell you about the Andretti curse. So the Andretti curse, or sometimes referred to as Andretti luck, is a sports-related curse and a string of bad luck. A string of bad luck the Andretti racing family has experienced in their efforts to win the Indianapolis 500 at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I'm not wearing my glasses, so I'm having trouble reading this Wikipedia page. But essentially what happened is when Mario Andretti won the Indianapolis 500 in 1969, Andy Granatelli, who was a car owner, came and gave him a kiss on his cheek. And after that, (laughs) he never won a race again before his retirement in 1994. 1969 to 1994, he never won a race again. And I just think that's insane. Like, he never won a race again. But not only did he not win, then it went to his son. And then it went to his other son, Jeff. So it went to Michael, Jeff, and his nephew, John, and his grandson, Marco. Like, it's just the whole bloodline is cursed. And it's kind of crazy to see and witness. Is this a part of it? Maybe, possibly, I believe, wholeheartedly, that it might be. And that it's just very scary to think about. (laughs) But also, yeah, it's just sad that he, they're not going to be able to get into Formula One. I think a lot, a little bit more competition in the grid would be really interesting to see. 
because the competition we had and I, like I said previously so I'm gonna come back to Haas see I, I remembered thank god I remembered because I, I would have skipped over this Haas is such a shady ass company allegedly and with their work that they've done with Russia and the work that they've done overseas and, the, and you have to think about their what they create Haas makes CNC machines the way I look at CNC machines and I could be totally wrong but from what I understood looking into it they're like big ass 3D machines right so they're like those 3d machines you see that people see have all over like tiktok and stuff it's like that but like on a wider scale you can make recreate like big things a lot of the teams actually use it use Haas's cnc machines because that's what they're known for that's what they do they're not known for formula one they're just they make cnc machines and cnc machines do a lot make a lot of like motorized things on the big ass 3d machine essentially that's the way i look at it if i'm, if I'm wrong let me know so the business that they do is very shady because they team up a lot with the country right now in Europe, Russia, that is always in hot water, always doing something they have no business doing. They even changed the team over to a Russian team for a couple of years um, just so they could get money to do racing. I'm just like, what? I don't like, okay. What is so, what, <laughs> why do you need to do that? You know, how desperate do you have to be to team up with a Russian oligarch? to run your team and why is this that that serious for you to be in formula one genuinely i want to know what is the big deal about you haas being in formula one i promise you i don't do you owe somebody money that's the only other thing i can think of you owe somebody a lot of money and have you seen him lately he looks like somebody who owes somebody a lot of money he looks like he's outside of the payday loan place trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents he looks like he's struggling he was wearing what i like to call the travis pastrana hat and the i'd be outside in the corner outfit that's what he's that's what he's wearing and it's so scary to see because this man is old as dirt and i'm not gonna bother looking it up just know that he's old as dirt right and he's in nascar with Stuart house racing right he's well i don't know if he's still in there maybe they're not anymore anymore i haven't watched nascar in a little bit but he was in nascar with Stuart house racing and now he came over and then he came over to formula one i want to say a few years back and i just don't what is the point like what genuinely what is the point of you this he has to owe somebody money this has to be some kind of thing. He, he has to. And he has to owe somebody some long money. He has to owe somebody big banks. Because the only reason I could see why you're literally fighting for your life to stay in Formula One. To promote something. That's just like, I don't think you need to promote. The people who need it, need it. I'm not going to need a CNC machine. I feel like the people who know know about CNC machines and need to know about CNC machines know you. I think it's a part of doing business if you're in the business of needing CNC machines. Why the fuck does the average Formula One driver and, and, and fucking fan need to know about CNC machines? We don't. Get the fuck off the, the grid. Make the space open for other people. And obviously, and just another point of why I think Andretti wasn't ever going to make it on the field. Every backmarker team has a team up in the front, or almost every backmarker team has a team up on the front of the of the grid who is doing well, right? So Haas has Ferrari, and they do a lot of business together. They're interchangeable, and even that you'll see sometimes that the juniors in Ferrari would go would technically theoretically go up to Haas. I think um, for Charles, he was in Sauber, and then he went up, but he was a Haas um, development driver or or um, a reserve driver, one or the other. Development driver, reserve driver, whatever. He was, he was, he was part. He was like linked to Haas first. Same with Mick Schumacher before he got dropped from the program, the Ferrari Academy, and he went over to Mercedes. Um, 
now Ollie Behrman, for example, he's going to be driving for um, Haas doing a lot of their um, rookie testing um, this upcoming season. And he's a Ferrari Academy driver. Um, and let's look at like Williams. Williams has a lot of ties with Mercedes. Um, what's the other backmarker team? Afatari obviously has ties with Red Bull. So it's just like, I don't think the team that would have been linked up with Andretti would have been Alpine. And I don't know why Formula One hates Alpine. I don't know if it's because they're French. I don't know if Laurent Rossi just left that bad, that bad of a taste in people's mouth before he was booted. Um, but they just don't want Alpine to succeed at all. And I'm just like kind of confused by that. So anyway, that's my gist of the Formula One Andretti, Formula One media Andretti beef. I think we're going to move on to Lewis now. And obviously, like I said, I believe that Lewis, his information was leaked. That news wasn't supposed to come out. And now that it's come out, okay, there's a multi-layered issues that I have with the news coming out early. One. Lewis didn't get to re- release this news on his own terms. He didn't get to do it in a way that was just like, hey guys, I enjoyed the, the season that we had. This is our last season. I'm going to be moving over to Ferrari 2025. No, the news was leaked. The world crashed. And then he had to go tell his um, like co-workers essentially, hey guys, over paintball, if I'm not mistaken. Hey guys, deuces. I'm going to Ferrari next year. Sorry, you had to hear it this way. And same thing with um, Toto. He had to tell Toto that way. I knew that Lewis wasn't going to stay with Mercedes for that much longer because I've seen some pictures where he was driving the W, what is it, the W15 this year. It's going to be the W15. When he's just sitting in it and he looked, he had the thousand yard stare. He did not want to be in that car. He was looking into the distance, into the future. He said, I got to get out of here expeditiously. And I think that compounded with the fact that um, last year when he was winning some races, they weren't there. Like Mercedes did not show up. And they were just like, he was just like looking around. And he looked so sad. He looked like somebody like, Kicked it, kicked Roscoe, kicked it, so I kicked Roscoe. <laughs> Ooh, terrible image. But yeah, he just looked like somebody like, like he really, really hurt and really looked, he looked small, I guess is the best way to say that. Because yes, George did crash. And it's important to just be like, okay, yes, we're looking at George and him being, him being, him crash. And that's why we didn't show up. But had that happened one time, I'd have been like, okay. But it happened multiple times last season. And the George crash, I think, was during Singapore's race. <laughs> They just didn't show up for Lewis. They don't listen to anything, any of the concerns he had with the car. He was saying this car is shit. This is how we can fix it. They weren't listening. And then when they finally did listen to him, it was a little too little too late. He was like, this was the zero drop design is, is ass. And you guys didn't listen to him. And I guess because he was so vocal about it, it rubbed Toto the wrong way. Toto's just been very distant. Obviously, obviously Toto need to look at the future of Mercedes. I respect that. It's a businessman. Lewis is not going to be around forever. And I think he expected that Lewis was going to win in, um, for, in 2021. He didn't. So he was like, God damn. Now I have to deal with Lewis, who still wants to be a champion. But then I have this other kid who, if he isn't crashing into people, could be a champion. Right? <laughs> he could be. George, George is really good. He just isn't. He just want to fight. He, he, he just like to fight. He got a little bit of spice in him. He want to bite people. He looks like a biter. That's just my opinion. Allegedly. Anywho, so yeah, Lewis didn't get to say it on his own terms. That was messed up um, since the information leaked. And then also, um, yeah, it was just Christian Horner. And I'm not going to give this man too much, especially with what's going on around him. And we're going to get to him in a second. But Christian Horner said, hey, Lewis is shopping around. He doesn't want to be at Ferrari. He doesn't want to be at Mercedes anymore. He's shopping around with me and Red Bull. I know Red Bull and probably Ferrari. 
and <laughs> everybody said Christian whore shut up you whore <laughs> you're lying that's not there's no way there's no way you're a liar you're a liar like literally called him everything but a child of God which honestly at this point I'm just like whatever called him everything but a child of God called him a liar say he's lying say Christian Horner just is like drama tea one thing about Christian Horner I will say is that man really don't lie if anything he talks too much he needs to this is the longest we've ever heard him not talking catch that tea clock it this is the longest we haven't heard him talking and thank god honestly because he just he runs his mouth a little too much he he runs his mouth a little too too much okay but he said he said lewis is looking lewis is looking there and this was last year 2023 i want to say march if i'm not mistaken lewis is shopping around he wants he wants a different seat and everybody said he's a liar and now look at this 2024 literally a year later almost a year to the date almost lewis is at ferrari and it's kind of crazy because i'm just like i don't know how those dynamics are gonna work i do not know how charles and lewis are gonna work together because those are two bad bitches and they both want to win and you think charles and uh, like charles 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 and carlos have issues now and carlos actually did really well last season i think charles just got in his own way um i'm just gonna call him charles y'all just y'all just gonna have to build a bridge and get over it um yeah, Carlos did way better last season overall, I believe. And not just because he won the one race, because he was more consistent than Charles. Charles was fast. Yes, Charles was way faster. We can see because he he won so many polls. But he wasn't consistent. His inconsistency will get the better of him. And I don't I don't want um, Charles and Lewis bumping heads and crashing cars and, and beefing. All right? Speaking of Charles or Carlos, tell me why they knew before uh, before Toto knew. They said they knew for some weeks, allegedly, that that Lewis was coming. So that's why Carlos was just like not in a hurry in a rush to like, I guess like release the news of him in twenty twenty five of what's going on because obviously he knew twenty twenty five he was not gonna have a Mercedes seat. I mean, a uh, Ferrari seat. And oh my god, it's just so shady and so many. It's just so. Oh my god. But what I will say is that Mercedes dropped. I think they they dropped the ball in this sense because when Lewis said, "Hey, I want to become like a chairman emeritus," which is just like I want to be a chairman just in name only. I'm not really going to make big business decisions, but essentially, I'm just an ambassador for the uh, for the Mercedes brand. After eight, like okay, who, who? not me? So after seven wins, world driver champion wins, and eight constructors constructors wins, you would think. I think nine construction wins. If I'm, I'm forgetting Nico Rosberg or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, after those many wins, you would think he would g- get that role off rip, like literally just like in the same capacity. I want to say as like Nicola, Nick, Nicky Lauda was right, and they were just like, no, we're not gonna do that. And not only now we're not gonna do that. You got you access for some money to be able to continue your projects, your like mission projects after you leave us. No, you're not gonna do that either. And Ferrari came in. Peter, um, what's his name? What's his name Peter Elkan. My tripping, Elkan E L K A N N. He said, and he's like like uh, one of those like C level fucking employees at Ferrari. He said, no, not only can you come, we'll give you this much money to do your your um your like missions and stuff, and we'll give you like four hundred million or something, some crazy number, and you get to be an ambassador. And Lewis said, okay, thank you. That's all, literally all I wanted. I was like, I like I I think Lewis, honestly, I think next season or next couple seasons 
he'll be done. I, even if he doesn't win, I think he'll be done. I don't think he can continue. I don't think he's going to be driving into the 50s. Not because I don't believe Lewis is capable of it, but I think because really what he wanted was to do the ambassadorship. I don't think he wants to travel around the world and do all the other crazy stuff. I think he really just wants to show up and show out. Because I don't know if you guys remember, but I remember Lewis's Vine era. Okay? Yeah, I don't remember, but I do his Instagram of Vine skit era. I remember. And, and Lewis is just like a little theatrical. He just wants to do big theatrical things. Okay? Yes, were those videos very corny? And I really, want, I really, really would love if you would go and look at them. Yes, they were very corny. But knowing those videos exist helps me understand what Lewis wants to do with his life's mission. He's like, I have to make up for that. I have to. And Mercedes wasn't given the opportunity to do that. <laughs> Mercedes wasn't given the opportunity to make his wrongs right. And Ferrari is, and you know, I respect Ferrari for that. I appreciate it, Ferrari. Because we had to sit through the most cringiest videos. Okay? And... You want to make that right, and I appreciate that. So, shout out to you, Ferrari. And because Lewis is moving to Ferrari in 2025, that's shaken up a lot of things. Like, this season, I feel like it's just going to be a write-off, like a wash, because who the fuck cares about 2024? Max is probably going to win again. None of Nobody's cars is, is really talking about nothing. The Red Bulls, unless, like, and we'll get to Christian Horner in a little bit, but unless the whole Christian Horner thing doesn't fail, um, doesn't work through, I can't imagine, like, there not being any... They're not being successful again this season simply because not only because I feel like Max's talent alone, Max's talent alone got them to win the World Driver Championship last year. It was like he did it single-handedly, right? So I'm not too worried about this season. Honestly, I feel like it's a watch. Max is going to win again, right? 2025 is about to be a fucking movie, okay? Not only the, all the rumors. Okay, let's go down some of the rumors that I've heard. One, Carlos is going to rally in 2025. Rally like his daddy, Okay. So I'm just like, for Audi probably, um, but he's going to be doing a rally in 2025. That's what I heard. And that's just the gossip and the tea. Do I believe it? No. But it's a, it's a fun rumor. Because he was just like, I'm over. I'm just going to go do a rally. And I think he'd be okay. I think he'd be great at it, honestly, if because he has a lot of history with his dad. He's a, Nepo, he's a rally Nepo baby, honestly. He's a Nepo baby in general. But he's a rally Nepo baby specifically. And I just think he'd be okay in it. Um, then Alex Albon. Ooh, hey. They said Alex Albon was going to go back to Red Bull. I said, No not on my watch that cannot happen Alex Albon under no circumstances needs to go back to Red Bull especially after the way they treated that man the way they treated Pierre and Alex honestly like redheaded stepchildren the way I want to fight Helmut Marco uh, allegedly the way I want to fight him hypothetically not literally but if I could oh don't let, don't let me and Helmut Marco be side by side in any capacity any how whew, the way I want to fight him this is just so disrespectful. The stuff he says about Checo, the racist shit he says about Checo, you're just pissing me off. I'm gonna knock his eye right. I'm sorry. Okay, I gotta stop. <laughs> I gotta stop. I gotta stop. But yeah, I, just, I don't think for Alex's mental health and his well being, he shouldn't go to Red Bull. Do I think he should move up on the grid? Yes. But I also really like that he's at Williams and he's like really developing Williams. Like Williams wouldn't be where it's at had it not been for Alex's input and Alex's like him showing up and getting the opportunity to really just like show his talents. Like he is so talented. It's like scary. Do I think he's Max Verstappen level talented? No, but I feel like his talent is one that's growing and should be, and should, he should be given the opportunity to do that. And I appreciate that he's just like, you know, I'm going to stay at Williams for a little bit right now. But if he does have the option to move up, I would love for him to move up. Do I want him to move up? I heard he was going to move up to Ferrari before Lewis's news came out. I heard he was going to move up to Mercedes. 
as Lewis's news came out and I also heard Red Bull. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but if he does, I'd just be very happy for him, very proud of him. Now, the replacements at Mercedes, let's talk about those as well. Obviously, if Lewis is leaving, that means George Russell will be there as the lead, right? So you have to consider that every person I'm going to say is going to be teamed up with George Russell. George Russell is not a fair driver. Nobody should be, honestly. If you're driving a Formula 1, you should act. You should honestly be, be a bit of a dickhead, within reason. Like, don't be evil. Because even, well, Sebastian Vettel was kind of evil. I ain't going to lie to you. Multi-21, let's talk about it. But let's not talk about it. But Sebastian Vettel was kind of evil, I ain't going to lie. And Max Verstappen, to an extent, is kind of evil. But, but you kind of have to be. Even Lewis is a, is a bit evil. He likes to put on that facade, like, I'm, I'm a mission, I, I'm, I'm here for the world, black lives matter, I'm black, by the way. Yeah, but you're also a dickhead when, it comes on, when you're on the road. And you like to go and tattletale on people who are doing, um, <laughs> who are getting out of track limits, but you also do the same shit, right? So let's just consider the fact that George Russell is evil. He has the mindset to be a winner. He has the skills to be a winner. He's just not following through um, for whatever reason. There, I know the reasons, whatever. Move on. These are the rumored people who would be taking the 2025 spot. One, Kimi Antonelli. Now, the reason why I don't believe that happened is because that boy is literally 12 years old. Allegedly. I don't know. I'm making that up. But he's really young. Super young. And I think too young to go from... He went from Formula 4, essentially, to Formula 2, which is a big jump. I don't think he's going to be able to go Formula 2 to Formula 1. Not yet. I think he needs some more time. Whether that be at a, a Bark Marker team or where he goes to Super Formula like Liam Lawson did, whatever, he just needs some more time. I don't think he's ready for it, so I don't think that won't work. Plus, also, would it work for the dynamic of the team of, of Kimi coming in and getting to train under George, I guess, in a way? So he wouldn't be a direct threat? Yes. But I don't think he would work um, cause, because of his age. The second one is Fernando Alonso. Now, I personally like this one because I think anybody who teams with Fernando Alonso you won't get the chance to outshine him, right? The only person who outshined him was um, Ocon, but that's literally because his car, his car kept exploding. Outside of that, and that's not even really outshined, he just lucked out. Like, it was just like, literally, the gods were on your side, Esteban. But I believe that Fernando and George are cordial. They do, like, they had, like, they went to, like, the New Year's parties together. They're cordial with one another. I think they're cool. Um, I think Fernando scares the shit out of people, so I don't think um, George would even try it like that um, because George would die. But I also think Fernando Alonso just has a skill set that is unmatched. Like I think out of everyone on the grid right now and has been on the grid for the past five years, I think the best driver, ha- if you give him the best car on the grid and everybody had the same machinery, Fernando Alonso would win every single time, every single time, even at his big age. 40 whatever the fuck he would win every single time i know that for a fact he would because he's just that good and on a mercedes do i think he will do better than aston martin honestly i feel like the way that mercedes has been and then aston martin's been after well they did upgrades and then they went back on those upgrades so if it was like early season aston martin early 2023 season aston martin versus mercedes now I think Fernando would be just better off just staying at early season at Aston Martin. But I don't know what the 2024 cars look like just yet. But I think, honestly, it's a, more of a sideways step for him versus a step up. That's just my opinion with the way that the Mercedes car has been going. Unless he can give them good input. 
which I don't know if he will do, but if he can give them good input, I th- I could see him. I could see that being like worthwhile. And I think between George and Fernando, it would be a good dynamic. Do I think George Russell? George Russell wants to be the team leader, but I don't know if he you could overpower somebody like Fernando Alonso ever. Um, next, the other person I heard was Alex Albon. Again, would that be a good dynamic? Yes. Do I feel like it would be the best dynamic? Not for Alex. But for George, yes, it would be the best dynamic for George because essentially you have a driver who you know is not better than you and who you know because he's genuinely a nice guy will not crash into you. <laughs> George might crash into Alex, but Alex won't crash into George intentionally. Um, and I think he could be the Valtteri, that, Valtteri to Lewis that he needs, that, that dynamic they could have. So I think that would also be a good option. And I think it's a second best option because I think if Mercedes actually wants to win... They need Fernando. If they just want to win podiums and win races, but like not win the championship, I think George Russell Alex Albon would be the best dynamic. That's my opinion. That's just my opinion. And if you disagree, that's fine. No, we can disagree. That's cool. I don't. I genuinely don't care. Who else? Oh my God, Esteban Ocon. That's who it was. Now that's that is hell. Whoever came up with that combo is that's hell. No, absolutely not. No, with an R and then no. Okay, absolutely not. You cannot put those. Those are two. Count them. Two terrorists. Okay, Esteban and George are terrorists. You cannot put two terrorists on the same team. Literally. The Destructors Cup, you know, the cup that they say, like, oh, who destroyed the most cars and how much money this year was, like, Logan Sarger or whatever. They would be tied because they would crash into each other every single race because they're both insane. And Esteban's insane, but it's, like, they're, and the thing is they're both race winners. Do I think, I think George's race win is more legitimate. And I don't, I, I, you can argue with the wall. I just think Esteban kind of lucked out into his race win. And sometimes that's how it is. Same thing with Pierre. I think Pierre lucked out into his race win. Because it was just like right time, right opportunity, right time, which is racing. Sometimes you're going to win races based off of that, right? But I think George's race win was more legitimate. He really didn't put a wrong foot forward that weekend in um, South Idol. And I just think his, his his skills overall are more like defined and more serious than Esteban. The problem is, is George is his worst enemy and Esteban is everybody's enemy. So it's just like... Yeah, that's just a bad combo. I rate that as a 0 out of 10. If I'm rating all of them, I think Fernando Alonso is 8 out of 10. Albon is 7 out of 10. This is a 0 out of 10. And Kimi Antonelli is also a 1 out of 10 because it's just not possible. There were other people, but I'm just they just weren't realistic to me. Um, for like multitude of reasons. I've heard, oh, Yuki. But no, Yuki is... Uh, there's too many partnerships and the things tied up to the way Yuki is set up um, with Honda... Um, and all those other things. So I don't think so. If Yuki were to leave his Alpha Tower seat, I don't find him. I don't see him foresee him finding a seat anywhere else, unless Honda pairs up with somebody, and that's that's the only qualification. Other advice, I don't see Yuki going in there. And then I also heard Danny Rick. Danny Rick fought tooth and nail to come back to Formula One. He wants the Red Bull seat. He's going to be in Visa Cash App, um, Red Bull, Charles Schwab, um, uh, Merrill Lynch, Racing RB. He does not want to deviate from that plan because he knows he he feels in his heart, as delusional as it is, he's going to get the second Red Bull seat. Clock it. 
okay? And you know what? I appreciate the delusion. I appreciate the manifestation. You know why? Because I believe manifestation is real because I've seen Charles do it. When Charles said, when they asked him, hey, Charles, who do you want as a teammate? When the first initial rumors came out about Lewis joining Ferrari. And then he looked over to Lewis and said, Lewis? <laughs> Hello, Lewis? Something like that. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, I know he's not French. Um, yeah, and he manifested that seat. He manifested that position for Lewis. I believe it. Yeah, sure, they weren't talking about whatever, but that's manifestation in action, okay? He made it happen. And if Daniel Ricciardo believes that he can get the second Red Bull seat, let him believe that, even though he's delusional. Let him believe it. I do. I let him believe it. So that's why I don't think he'll go to Mercedes, because he genuinely believes he's going to get that second seat. I can't think of anything else, so I'm going to move on. On to Christian Horner. Now, with the Christian Horner news, we don't know anything outside of what was told to us. We don't know any of the specifics of the um, what the, what they're really investigating. We just know what was given to us. So, what was given to us, the information that was given to us about this whole Christian Horner situation, is that he was intimidating. Now, we don't know if that's sexual or not, but he was intimidating a female employee and he had negative things to say about her job performance. At no point in time in any of the articles I read, any of the things I read in multiple languages, by the way, because I read this in like Italian and Dutch and German. I could not find anything about this being sexual in nature, um, but that doesn't make it not right, right? Workplace bullying is something a lot of people don't think about because they just think like, okay, it's your, your superiors are going to be assholes. That's just how they are. Legitimately, I don't know if other people have experienced workplace bullying. I have. The workplace bullying I've experienced was so bad. I was essentially stalked by one of my coworkers. Stalked, harassed. Um, they did everything in their power to annoy us. They would change the heat in a room. They would go and if I was going to go like get a rental room, they would go and rent the room right before I rent a room. Like in our offices, they would rent a room before I did. Um, they would go and report us, um, to higher ups. I literally just did my jobs. I had a stellar reviews. I had tenants who were just like, well, I was working in housing. I had tenants who said, Hey, we love you so much. Please don't leave. Everybody else at this company sucks. Please don't leave. Right. And I see why, because they're, they built a culture of like workplace bullying to the point essentially where I lost my housing and I had to leave the job. Right. It was hell. Worst place ever. Don't want to ever work there. And they have karma. Karma has a kiss for them, so I'm not too worried about it. But essentially what I will say is that workplace bullying, if that's what this is, or intimidation in the workplace and it's not sexual, is just as bad. It's, it's just as bad. Because it can literally cause mental health issues. It can cause um, financial insecurity. It can cause, because it's your job. You need your job to be able to pay things. And if you feel like your job is on the line, that does a lot of things to you mentally and also it can especially in this economy like how bad things are and especially in the uk okay i know how bad things are going on ever since brexit happened i know how bad things are over there i know and it's 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 pretty horrible to witness so i know the cost of living crisis there is honestly much worse than what we're experiencing here in the states and i'm not going to do like oh you guys have worse it's just pretty bad because you guys have 
in, in more incompetent leaders than we do, I believe personally. Um, and they just don't care to fix anything and they don't care to inform the, the masses about what to do. And yes, those are things we struggle with in America. I'm not here to say like, oh, well, we have a better in America. No, it's, sh- it's shit here too. But could you imagine losing your job? And more sports jobs, if you really look at how much they get paid, they don't get paid that much. They don't. They don't get paid that much. She's like, what, to, on average is 25,000 pounds a year? That's $50,000 in, in America. And that's not including the cost of living. Like, like I want to say 50,000 pounds. I might be wrong. But that's not including the cost of living, how inexpensive everything is. And then you have a boss who's yelling at you, right? And telling you that you're not doing good at your job. So now you're worried you're going to lose your job. And if you get a bad mark and you're in motorsports and this is your field, this is what you do, right? And it's a very small field. You lose that job you're screwed you lose that job who else is gonna hire you You got fired from red bull why would we hire you right so that's things you have to consider when it comes to things like that right because it could put a black mark on her her reputation she might not get a a referral because now people are looking at her like girl you got fired from red bull and red bull probably doesn't have anything good to say about you so she was like this is probably her only option right my only option is to go and report and say this is what i'm experiencing here because her job and her life livelihood and her mental health and everything else is online and I, if it's sexual obviously that's much worse and that's a criminal issue right i'm under the perception that it's not a sexual thing from what i've read from what i've seen from the investigation internal investigations because if it was criminal sexual stuff then they would be investigating with police and she would have a good criminal case to you know say like oh i'm being harassed criminally or even to sue Okay, but they're saying this is an internal investigation on workplace bullying. So that lets me know that it's probably not sexual. I could be wrong. I hope I'm right, though. I'd rather it be workplace bullying, even though it's bad, even though it's something I experienced myself and I know how bad it can be. I'd rather her experience that versus having to experience your higher up taking advantage of you in that way. That being said, that's all we have. I'm more worried about the implications of not only her and the person, because from what we can see, it is a female employee, but that's it. We don't know anything about her, about her and her sanity and her sanctity. And also how this affects the team as a whole, right? I'm not the biggest Red Bull fan, but things when things like this happen, I can't imagine if she's saying that this is a, a culture of this stuff happening from what I'm, what we're seeing is that it's intimidation is how he runs Red Bull. Who else is experiencing this? And is it worth the results they're getting? Is it worth the results of the people's mental health? Is it worth their sanity and sanctity? Who else is engaging in this behavior to let it go by, right? Obviously, Helmut Marco. I'm not going to mince words there. I believe he's a part of the problem. But I've also read Helmut Marco and Jules Verstappen have been, have been trying to get Christian Horner out. I think that's stupid, personally. If he isn't responsible, like, if they come to find out, like, oh, this, he isn't responsible for any of this stuff. You shouldn't push him out if he's the main reason why your son, Yos, is winning championships. Now, if we come to find out he is guilty of what was said about him, good riddance. If he isn't, it'd be stupid to shoot yourself in the foot that way. That's just my opinion. I mean, you might not agree with my opinion, and that's okay. You might think like, oh, okay, under no circumstance, Christian Horner should have this role but we don't know that it's because we don't know that it's sexual, right? And it could be intimidation. Is it something he could learn from? Is it something he could learn to be better about? Or is he too far gone? Is it it's just like so evil that it's just like, dude, you gotta go. Because from what I'm reading, they keep saying like his, the best suggestion is for him to go. 
So I don't know what they're seeing, but workplace bullying and if the culture of workplace is set up that way, or like high performance, you need to do this, you need to do that. And if you don't, you're chopped, you're not, you're not, you're next, you're out of here. If that's not something that they can fix, shoot, I don't know. I really don't know what the implication of this is going to be for Red Bull. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know what the implication is going to be for Red Bull coming up in this 2024 season and moving forward. Christian Horner, is a big, Christian Horner is a big part of the recipe of success for Red Bull all these years. Christian Horner was there during Sebastian Vettel's successful era, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, let me double check. He was there during Sebastian Vettel's successful years. So I just think he's a big part of the success for the team. Um, these allegations of inappropriate behavior should be investigated. Absolutely. And I think they need to get to the bottom of what the hell is going on at Red Bull to make make that seem like it's an okay thing to do. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know where to go from there about that. It's just like it's kind of messed up. Some F1 news that isn't like a big deal, I guess. Melbourne is going back to is going back to being the the, the first part of the race, and obviously, I think that has to do with a lot of what's going on with um Israel Palestine conflict and them just saying okay it's probably smart for us not to be in that region more than we need to be so i think that's why they moved away from bahrain which was the original um first like part race of the season to melbourne so this year they're starting in bahrain next year they're going to be doing a melbourne i hopefully and if i'm saying mispronouncing it i'm sorry whatever whatever um some other things i thought were interesting in f1 academy okay now let's clock it okay let's talk about it F1 Academy's Hamda Al-Qubaisi and Emily DeHughes um, would be in Red Bull Racing's F1 Academy drivers and Amna Al-Qubaisi would be Visa Cash App RB um, driver. So I think that's actually really cool that more teams are putting more effort and putting more shine into being a part of F1 Academy and, you know, helping these girls grow. Like, let's get into that. Let's celebrate that. Let's snaps for that. Let's get into it. I appreciate it. It's really cute. What else happened? I'm trying to think. Um, F2 did their, like, running, I think, yesterday, but it was raining, so I, I don't, I don't think, I don't even know, like, it's just, like, it just was all over the place, it's just, like, people who were doing, <laughs> people who were shit were doing well, people who were doing well were doing shit, and it was just because it was, like, raining, people only got five laps in, people got, it, it was just a mess, so when they get some more definitive running, and then we'll see who's actually running, running things in F2 this season, I really would like to just get a better picture of what's going on in F2. I th- this season's going to be crazy. This season's going to be nuts. I'm kind of excited to see. There's going to be a lot of, like, bigger names driving this year. It's going to be crazy. Okay, I just looked up the list. Victor Martin, Alra Behrman, Zach O'Sullivan. What? Zane Maloney's back. Shout out to you. Ritomo Miata. Oh, it's up. Is that man gonna be the forever? Let's see who else, who else, who else. Um, I might triple that that Kimmy was driving this year, or did he just go to F three? Maybe I'm tripping. I have not had breakfast as I'm recording this, but I could have sworn he went up to F two. But maybe he's in F three. Kimmy, where are you at, bro? Let's Google this. I could have sworn he was driving up too. Yeah. 
is an Italian racing driver who's set to compete in the 2024 Formula 2 Championship with Prema Racing. Yeah, bro, you're not on this list. What's the... T- uh, I don't know. It's like his name's not on this list. And this is the F2 website, so... Maybe they're just updating. We will see. Yeah, he's going to be on Prima Racing with Oliver Behrman. Yeah, I don't know why that's not on there. Who else? Who else is am I interested in seeing this year in F2? I'm not going to lie. I'm a big Cushmine fan. I think he's very clutch. Um, he reminds me a lot of Alex Al- Albon, not only in personality, but I think in driving style. Is he the best driver out there? No, but I think honestly with a little bit more support, he could be doing some big things. He could really could be doing some big things. Um, who else? There's a lot of people out here. Mine's just going to be crazy. It's just going to be crazy this year. This is really going to be a movie enough to this year, and I can't wait to see it. Um, what else? I can't think of anything else. Oh, the suits, a lot of the suits came out. I'm going to wait until all the F1 driver suits and outfits and liveries and um, helmets come out. And once they do, then I'll make a review on which ones. I've seen some already and I have some opinions, big, strong opinions. And I just think I'm going to hold on to them until February 15th. 15th, I think Red Bull comes out with their theirs and then I'll see all everybody's helmets everybody's race suits everybody's um uh liveries and then I'll rank them okay because some th- people are saying some things and I don't agree with them and people are saying some things and eh, some things and I do agree with them um but you'd be surprised and you'd be shocked at which ones I agree with and which ones I don't agree with so that being said we'll be ranking and rating those and then I'll have my 2024 f1 predictions hopefully out after I want to do F1 predictions pre and post um, the first race, so I want to wait that long. But I'm just like, no, I'd rather get out my predictions of how the season's going to go based off of what I've been seeing, hearing, experiencing, uh, manifesting, opening my third third eye and like looking at just like the full picture. We'll get it. We'll get it together. So that's all. That's all I have to talk about. Um, This is going on. 53 minutes that's way too long i'm not going to edit it um come welcome to gift gab um <laughs> i don't even know where i'm at welcome to grid gab well i will not be editing any of my words this is going to be a stream of consciousness consciousness of me talking about f1 stuff if you don't like that please do not subscribe and do not complain and be like i don't like this i don't like haters okay if if Vin staples has taught me one thing is don't leave negative comments you don't need that hateration in your life Leave positive comments. If you have positive, constructive things for me to do, leave five stars and then tell me, Mars, you should fix this. Mars, you could be doing that. Mars, you could be fixing X, Y, and Z. I should just tell me, okay? Just let me know constructively. But also give me five stars. All right? And if you listen all the way through, I love you. I'll see you in battle by the end of this week, actually. See you by the end of this week. You'll hear from me again. Love you. Bye.